Hey everybody and welcome back to the podcast. Today we are touching base and catching up with the Firefighters Charity and more specifically their My FFC app. We are your charity. We've been here for eight, nearly 80 years and we have a skilled UK workforce and we support you in so many different ways. You know, over my career, obviously, we, we see and go to things that can be traumatic. And I've always thought I was um, quite an open person. And, you know, I thought I'd always talk and reach out. And I look back over like my, my life in general. And at times where I should have reached out to people and spoke about certain things, but I didn't. And if I'm not doing it, how many more people? It started with a group of us probably about three years ago. We're dealing with lots of stuff in the fire brigade to do with mental health. And one of the things we dealt with was male suicide nationally. Three quarters of all suicides are male. Then we looked in the job in particular, and it was you know, quite a high suicide rate in our job. Some of them have said it's, they class it as the start of their week. It sort of resets them and they look forward to it. So far, we've had four people that were on light duties long term. Two have gone back, two are looking at going back soon. You know, what's available? What's stopping them reaching out when they need to, when they hit crisis? Today's episode was brought to you by our good friends over at Williamwood Watches, the British watch brand made from upcycled firefight materials in dedication to the founder's late grandfather. If you head over to the website at williamwoodwatches.com, you will see that in the last week they have gone live with their new bronze amethyst watch. This is a stunning piece commemorating their five years. Five years Williamwood Watches has been going now. It was named amethyst after the gemstone of the month that they were incorporated and they've got that cutout number five with the indication of the tribute of their five year celebration. So head on over to williamwoodwatches.com and have a look. Always remember that by supporting William Watches, you are supporting the Firefighters Charity UK, Tunnel to Towers Foundation, and the Brush Fire Relief Fund. William Watches has given over £75,000 to these causes, and you can support them too, as well as getting yourself a beautiful piece of fire service history right there on your wrist. So head over to WilliamWoodWatches.com to take a look. And a final request for me before we jump into the podcast today, just hit that subscribe and or follow button in front of you. It's a really important indicator so we can track how well each episode is doing. It'd be a massive favour to us, and it helps us bring you more interesting interesting guests from across the world of the emergency services. The Firefighters Charity has been around long before I was in the fire service and they offer specialist lifelong support for members of the UK fire and rescue service community, empowering individuals to achieve mental, physical and social well-being throughout their entire lives. So today we're having a whistle-stop tour of some of the people that have benefited from this and we are speaking to one of our colleagues from London who's doing something really unique to support that aspect of mental, physical and social well-being for firefighters operating in that area and it's also something that's actually going nationwide now. So this is a quick and informative one today and I hope you get some value from it. The Firefighters Charity is there for the benefit of everybody that operates in our sector and also there to support your family as well. You can head over to the firefightercharity.co.uk but I would encourage you to jump on over to their My FFC app. It's available on web and mobile. You can register today, join in their dedicated space for the UK Fire and Rescue Service community to engage with each other, enjoy exclusive content and access to support whenever you need it. So those links will be in the episode notes below and I hope you find it beneficial. Dean, how are you, brother? Yeah, not too bad. Yourself? Yeah, I'm good, my man. How was work? Is it all right? Yeah, well, yeah, it was, it was all right till seven, and we, we got um, a 10 pump fire, so yeah, oh, a bit, um, What was it? Uh, it was a roof fire. It's like uh, some flats, and the, the roof was alight. Love it, my man. You're still pretty busy, then. Yeah, yeah, we're, we're, we're quite a busy station anyway. It's over quite nicely. Yeah, I'm Dean Corney. I'm a firefighter in London. 
based at Beckenham Fire Station. So, Dean, we were obviously down in London recently catching up with Ruth and looking at some of the work that the charity are doing. They're pushing the big launch of their new firefighter charity out, MyFFC. What have been sort of your experiences with the charity in the past? Oh, I've, I've sent a few people the charity's way that, you know, needed to use their service for various reasons. Always getting amazing feedback from them. Recently, they come down to promote something we were doing, a men's walk, and they've been absolutely fantastic with that really engaging and really helps us in a big big way with that. Like I say, we've had quite a few people, I know personally, that have been to some of their um, sites to get re- a bit of recoup and, you know, various other things. And yeah, they, they will say really, really good things, positive things about it. Yeah, I know. There's, there's been so many people that have actually been able to utilise the facilities now because I know during the whole, like, covid and craziness, people weren't able to actually access the facility. And the number of people I speak to that are still completely unaware that, you know, accessing these resources is totally free and the fact that it is also for your surrounding family, so for, you, for your partner, your husband, your wife, your kids, and that it's it's a lifetime thing as well. You know, so many people think that after they retire, they're no longer able to access it. And I, and I think that's a really important thing to just sort of highlight. Yeah, de- yeah, definitely. Um, like you say, there's still many people in the job that don't realise it's it's a service they can access um, when they need and when, when they do and they use it. Um, yeah, it's amazing. How long have you been in London, mate? Um, I've been in the job... Just over 18 years, getting on for 19 years now. So this whole sort of, uh, I wanted just to to touch on the stuff you've been doing with the walking and the mental health side of it as well, because this is something I would probably say in the past, I don't know, 10 years maybe has been really given the focus that it deserves, both from a trim perspective, from the mental health first aid stuff that we've been trying to upskill people, but trying to just expand on us what this uh, men's fire service walking group is and sort of how that's come to be. Yeah, basically, um, it started with a group of us probably about three years ago, um, men and women, we're dealing with lots of stuff in the fire brigade to do with mental health, you know, trying to sort of point the brigade in what we felt was a good way to deal with certain mental health issues. And one of the days we, one of the things we dealt with was male suicide. And basically, you know, we looked at the stats nationally, just in general for male suicide, which I think is like three quarters of all suicides are male. Then we looked in the job in particular, and it was you know, quite a high suicide rate, particularly in men, in our job. So we just basically had a talk and said, you know, what's available for men? You know, what's stopping them reaching out when they need to, when they hit crisis? And we just thought, you know, doing doing a walk around a park, encouraging them um, to turn up for like-minded people, just, give, just giving them a safe environment where they feel comfortable to come together and talk you know, about anything that's on their mind. No, it's not counselling or anything. It's just being with like-minded people, mate. You know, you, you say it's not. Um, it's not counselling. Now, the, no, I, I don't know you personally. I could say I'm not qualified yeah. as a counsellor. I've certainly done a lot of stuff in in coaching and and that sort of stuff. And I know just even from my own experiences. And we had um, members of the wellbeing team from the charity on before, and they do do a lot of walking therapies. It's surprising, it shouldn't be surprising really, how much it allows people to bring themselves out of themselves when they're actually out in nature. Because when there's something about when you're walking and when you're moving, I have a stand-up desk, for example, at home whenever I'm doing work. Because when I'm walking around and when I'm when I'm doing podcasts, I prefer to be moving because it allows you your thoughts to flow. And also, it's like you're not sat across the table from somebody. Do you know what I mean? When you're walking and you're sort of shoulder yeah. to shoulder with somebody, you're listening and you're being present with the individual, but there isn't an overwhelming focus, which can be a little bit intimidating when you sit across the table for somebody and they say what is it that's wrong Dean and, and I know you've done a lot of work with Mark Smith yeah. isn't it that's done some work with you on it as well that's right yeah 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 he does the um, walks with me yeah and that, that aspect of it did this come from you know you've had an experience yourself or what was the idea to actually go out and do the walking yeah I mean over my career obviously we, we see and go to things that um, you know 
can be traumatic. And I've always thought I was um, quite an open person, and you know, I thought I'd always talk and reach out. And I look back over like my, my life in general, and at times where I should have reached out to people and spoke about certain things, I didn't. And I thought, well, if I'm not doing that, and I class myself, and I'm quite vocal about with anyone saying, talk about your issues, you need to talk about it. And I sat there one day and thought, actually, I don't do it. And if I'm not doing it, how many more people? And so, like I say, we looked at the reasons why. And exactly what you hit on there, we originally started talking about possibly doing it in a hall, like a village hall off-site. Yeah. And we thought, you know, it's quite intimidating people you know, yeah, be it gets that whole like round the circle thing. It's like, okay, Dean, now it's your turn, and you have to stand up and and, and yeah. say what your your challenges or what you're struggling with. And sometimes people know they're struggling with something, or they can feel that sort of that that creeping, not creeping death, but that creeping sort of feeling and sensation. But to verbalise it can be quite hard. Like you say, you've got to you've sometimes got to see it done and hear it done to know what it what it feels like, or even just how to articulate it, because it's hard to find the words sometimes when you know you're wrestling with something, but you can't quite put your finger on it. Yeah, oh yeah, definitely spot on. And so we thought, you know, how do we break them barriers, make it more approachable for people? And I got invited on a couple of um, walking groups that already do this out in the community. So I went went along to a few of them to see their setup, and it was amazing seeing the people that were turning up and hearing their stories and their journeys. How you know that before that they didn't have anyone to talk to or didn't feel like they could voice it. Whereas seeing other people doing it, giving them the courage, and with us, we've all got shared experiences. So when we started, we thought we'd be walking around the park on our own for at least six months. And literally from day one, we've had, you know, many, many um, um, men in the job turn up week after week because we do it the same time every week. Yeah. And the numbers are just growing and growing. And it's amazing. And some of the people I've known for a long, long time didn't realize that they were struggling. And yeah. they've all started opening up now, which is fantastic. So, you know, to see it actually work as well has been amazing. I remember reading, uh, when I was reading the article on the uh, Firefighters Charity page, and we'll put the link in the bottom of this note so people can go and have a look at it. And talk to me about Ricky, Ricky Nuttall, because he was one of the individuals yeah. who was uh, initially sort of, you know, again, big, brave firefighter, proud career in the service, but was quite surprised at the the sort of benefit that he found with it. Yeah, him, him and, and, and various others, you know, a few, a few of them have sort of said that um, their wives and partners actually tell them each week, remind them of the walk and say, you know, make sure you're going on that walk. Some of them have said it's they class it as the start of their week. It sort of resets them and they look forward to it. Yeah. Yeah, we've had, so far, we've had um, four people that were on light duties long term. Two have gone back. Two are looking at going back soon. They've all sort of said the walk has been a massive help. Two of them have said, you know, the walk is what sort of gone back. So it's just, you know, such an easy little thing, but it's just so effective, which is fantastic. And it's got so much support. Mm. You know, for us, since since we started it, the support from a lot of the women in the fire service and, you know, actually behind the scene, you know, me and Mark do the walk. You know, there's a team of us that have got this set up and running and do all the social media sides behind the scene. You know, we've, we've got amazing women behind us. They're yeah. part of our team that, you know, are very involved with what we do as well, which is fantastic. Well, there's something about, um, I mean, we, had, we recently had women in the fire service on the podcast and... Uh, it's it's almost, and I'm going to say it's sad, but stay with me on this. It's sad in a way that they seem to be so uh, so much better at these kind of soft skills sometimes, and I, I do feel it's something I'm constantly trying to develop myself in. But when I've done uh, navigation courses and stuff with um, with the UK International Search and Rescue teams, it's really great, surprising to see how much you get out of the team when you do have those unofficial or like it feels like it's not part of the job moments where you are just 
trekking for like half an hour or you are just making your way to a destination somewhere we used to do this sort of stuff like before and after our tours where we'd go for a coffee or we'd go to like lake district or something you just spend an afternoon somewhere but it was very rare and it was very infrequent that you'd get sort of a lot of people doing it but i suppose if it's something that people organize locally and it's easy to tap into and it's not you know necessarily framed as anything crazy and and i suppose it kind of needs to be done outside of the service as well you know i suppose it's nice that services support it but it has to be led yeah. by the individuals, really, doesn't it? You don't want to attach any ranks to it or anything like that because that, that may discourage some people. No, and that, yeah, exactly. Spawn. We were very, you know, set at the start to say it needs to be run by us off-site. It needs to not be, you know, like you say, it needs to be no rank. We no policies, say, you know, no procedures, no health and safety uh, risk yeah. assessments. <laughs> yeah, and, you know, it's not someone looking for promotion doing it. It's not a tick box. It's actually pure. It is there for all for exactly... The reason is there, you know, we all do it in our free time. It's, you know, there's, there's no incentive other than to help people. And the, the more pure you can keep it, the better. Like you say, the more local it is for people. So our hope is to, we're opening another walk in the northwest at the end of the month because obviously you can't reach everyone. You don't, people can't travel too far because yeah. it defeats the point. So the idea is, is hopefully as this goes on, and we are getting a lot of traction with it now, we can encourage more people to open more walks so it's more local and you can reach more people. Well, look, I mean, we want to be able to find a way to support this because so many people here, interesting and fascinating individuals on the podcast, such as yourself, but sometimes I'm a little bit terrible at ensuring that they are given the tangible tools to be able to actually reach out to the person. So for people's information, if they actually go on the MyFFC app, they can uh, tag yourself, yeah. things like at Dean Corney um, in any post that they do, and they can actually link up with you through that. Am I right in saying that? They can actually contact you through the app? Yeah, yeah, it's on there. I mean, that's the great thing about the app as well you can connect with all people from across the services you know so that's one fantastic tool on there so yeah if they go on there they can, they can see the video um, all our details on there as well there's a, there's a poster and there's a, like our Twitter page and things like that if they want to contact us but the app is a great way they can just message us direct on the app if they want to find out anymore. Beautiful. So we've got the app. Like you say, there's a Twitter page and we'll put all these links in below the Instagram page or they can email walkingfromhealth at hotmail.com. Is that right? Yeah, that's still active. You can get us on that or any of the social media sites. Absolutely love it, Dean. Uh, we will ensure we stick all of that in the notes below and look after yourself, my man. That's fantastic. Thank you. great thing about my ffc is that it's making us accessible to you it's a space really where you can find out information that's really really tailored to you so it's your it's your charity it always has been your charity i know we've uh, spent some time with with greg and different members of the team before and like you said there for a lot of people that barrier of simply making that phone call and trying to get that initial access is enough of a barrier for people to say oh no i'm not going to bother somebody and i don't want to do it is there something about the fact that this is now just at the touch of a finger because we're so used to using things on our phones that's the, that's the best way to get through that's to so us when people need that yeah. support rather yeah. than scrolling through instagram or whatever they might do to have this on their phone absolutely exactly and that's that's the brilliant thing about it it, it will be on your phone you know that you, you can reach us uh, you know you can reach a whole community of like-minded people who are in in the in in the sector, in the service, and there are different groups that you could join with your particular interest, or not, or just literally just have a look around. But the support is always there. That's the lovely thing about it. It's actually you know that click, that click of a button. Some people do feel a challenge.
challenge picking up the phone. No, oh, 100%. Yeah. Massively. You know, the, the conversation we've had before about yeah. you feel like you're imposing on somebody, you feel like you're wasting their time, you feel like your needs can in no way be as bad, especially when we, we see some of the harrowing stories that are communicated on the website and stuff like that. We see what some people have been supported with. And I know for some people, they're, they're the clickbait stories, so they're the ones we gravitate to. But then if somebody doesn't feel like their challenge is worthy, then perhaps they, yeah. they don't feel bold enough to actually reach out and ask for that help. Yeah, I think I think that that's definitely that's that's the very nature of you beasts. <laughs> in the very <laughs> nature in the in the, in the I nature. I you said um, earlier about the different levels of care because, mm. the, like you say, there's so many ways in which you're now providing support for people. I mean, even during that COVID time, with six thousand, what, what sort of stuff have we been doing Th- during thousands of digital consultations yeah. that really started during lockdown, and we're expanding expanding massively in in that because that's really a way that people work now we all ex- everyone expects it so this is um, from health wellness all the physio everything. stuff a lot of that's been through yes, there as well and counseling too and counseling yeah absolutely and um you know one of the things that you can help me with your audience pete is to really i've just been saying to dean here he's saying he didn't he never realized about your family dean Did yeah you? the fact that it's, it's, it's a we need to get families it's families your dependents your partners and lifelong lifelong support it's one of those things that people feel like it's not needed if it doesn't get utilized but we know full well when you just just pick up your phone pick up the newspaper we know communities are struggling we know emergency services families and the things they've gone through during covid so we know the need is there but it simply is just that lack of awareness isn't yeah. it really? yeah and it's just you know we, we're there and the lovely thing is there'll be other people in the community who are the same as you and the other thing is, again, I so appreciate of your help to be able to spread this word, is that we're not just firefighters. Of no. course we're not. I'm going to London Fire Brigade's control for a lovely visit next week with Helen. Thank you, Helen, <laughs> host, hosting all of me and my team. And, you know, it's, it's about anyone who is in the fire and rescue service. Yeah. We have airports, Ministry of Defence, defence, um, search and rescue teams, yeah. the cadets. Oh, I can't wait. I'm going to start speaking to the cadets. It's going to be yeah. lovely. I think the key thing is... If if you're not sure, pick up the phone and ask, or just literally log in to well, my Well, yeah, I'll say in the notes for the podcast below, people will see the links for it. We're obviously down in London today. We were speaking about a lot of the recruitment that's happening, well, all over UK Fire and Rescue Services. Yeah. What's going to be the best way for all of these new people coming into the services? Yeah. If, you know, heaven forbid, they're not going to get the communication from their own service, which they should be, then okay. they, they know the support is there, but... We're at like a really unique gap in time now where we transition over to all of these new people in our UK Fire and Rescue Services. Sure. How do we start them off on the right foot to, so they know the support is there from day one? Well, I mean, there's many, many ways of, of taking you on that journey. I always just I saying to my team yesterday, we need to just start with hello. Yeah. Hello. <laughs> we're here. We are your charity. We've been here for nearly 80 years and we have a skilled UK workforce and we support you in so many different ways. So too many ways to talk about, but we can start with hello. Mm. And then I'm going to say start with go to the App Store Mm -hmm. and don't look for my FFC because some odd organization has got that. So look for (laughs) my firefighters charity download from the App Store or go to our website and then just click on my FFC just literally register and log in we'd love to know if you're in a fire and rescue service we'd like to know who you're with that would help us massively but you don't have to do that oh and please put photos up as well 
course. Just like you would do. Just like you would do. Yeah. So it's a lovely space. Are we still having on Station Champions? So we've had, you know, firefighter. Um, sorry, we've mm. had firefighters charity reps, for yes. want of a better description, yes. on stations for as long as I remember. But I know a few of these are leaving services. A lot of it went digital during the COVID pandemics mm. and things like that. Yeah. We were still trying to do some fundraising. And myself and Dean and British Firefighter Challenge people obviously continue to support it. Yeah. But the car, all that sort of stuff grinded to a halt, if you will. So is that still happening? Obviously, we now have this additional utilized you know, facility to mm. utilize. But are we going to continue seeing these reps? And if somebody's hearing this for the first time and they're like, no one on my station knows anything about this. Yeah. Uh, we need a rep. Can, can people just self-nominate? Do they need to go that would, service? That would be brilliant. I mean, please get in touch with get in touch with me or get in touch with my team for, for yeah. sure. You'll put my details there. What sort of support we're, will they get as a rep? And what, what would they be? We're just building people that. Are scared about nominating themselves yeah. for things and then yeah. like having emails thrashing and, and they have and to And I've do been everything. told that it's usually the newest, the newest person yeah. on, on the station. You're the recruit now, mate. What yeah. for? What? The most important thing is I'm really keen on making sure that, that there's a real, there's a good, clear structure, okay. and that that our representatives are really informed and enthusiastic, and they really know, they really know. That's know about us. I mean, that's the most important thing. That um, they really want to. And, and that's so I'm putting it together we're building a new structure mm. to make sure that they are supported but it's all a work in progress we are changing hugely at the moment I think even the resources in the past though I mean I don't know if they're still with the organisation but we've had people like Hannah and, and Claire some of the real event organisers and support who when we've been putting together events and trying to raise money if you're unfamiliar with how to run Just Giving or you're unaware of how to put together a, a PR piece and how to put together Go a to write to our website up, Pete it's all on the all website there, isn't it's it? all that support has always been there. Yeah, it's all, it's all there. If you intimidated and you want to do something, you know you want to do something and yeah. you've got an idea, but you're not sure how to get that idea, some wheels on it, yeah. then all of that support it's, is there as well. It's all there. And we've got, we've got um, our community fundraisers who are in my team mm. and then charity representatives who come out. So we, you're, like I said to you only a few months ago when we last <laughs> yeah. spoke, you know, we are becoming far more visible mm. and that's our whole goal, really to, to work alongside you, be seen more of a, a partner we're yeah. also working very much with, with the services to get more part of your organization. Yeah. Not just individuals. We are, you know, we we shouldn't feel real. like it's outside of the organization. Not at all. Not at it's all. It's almost a, uh, an unoccupied desk that's always still there if you need that support. And you work yeah. as part of their organization as well, I suppose. Yes, very much so, yeah. Now, we're rolling into some of the big challenges this year of firefighter challenges and all that sort of stuff. You've yeah. had a constant presence at a lot of our stuff over the past few years. But you yourself haven't only been with the charity for a year. It was yeah. your first time attending at the um, yeah. Morton on the Marsh last yep. year wasn't it are you mm-hmm. planning to come this year it's Absolutely. going to be the massive big it's going to be in Hull back into I know the, it's uh, in my diary so we've got Hull and also so we grew, we saw the growth of Cheshire Fire Challenge and also there's now a Welsh there Fire is. Fire Challenge yeah, the I've first one this year one. Yeah. so we're doing an episode with Dom is are we looking to be able to see a presence for people out there because again these are really great opportunities you know Dean's seen it a lot himself as well there our families come and join us at these types it's of events lovely. so yes, yeah. for the proud men and women in the fire service who don't ask for help yeah. When their partners, when their children are there, mm-hmm. I always feel like it's just it's such a great opportunity for them to connect with the charity. So, is there going to be a consistent presence? Absolutely, where you are and your families are, that's where we'll be.